0: Welcome back to the OG. This is our NFL draft special. Uh, this will be coming out the morning of the draft. So if you need any last minute draft preview, we're going to be here for it. So, uh, I'm, I'm John Kearney. I'm
1: one of your hosts and I'm, I'm Stephen Peters and I'm Nick Trujillo joining for the draft special.
0: There we go. Nick's uh, also our resident hockey guy. <laughs> um, so if you want to check out his Nick's hockey corner, it's in our previous episode of the OG. Um, so we're going to jump right in with our mock draft. Um, You know, we each did a first round mock, and uh, we compared a little bit before the show. We have some similarities, some differences, so we can jump right in. I think this is one spot that we have everyone across the board is agreed. Arizona is going to take Kyler
1: Murray. Yep, just take. uh, It makes too much sense with the connection to Cliff Kingsbury, and they're uh, not really believing in Josh Rosen. Yeah, he's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go that far, but no, he's really good. He's better than I
0: am, but that's not hard to do.
1: I think
2: he was given a bad situation last year at Arizona. I think he's going to be a lot better if he has a line, if he has maybe even the weapons around him to do
1: something.
0: You know who else would have been really awesome if they had the weapons around them in an offensive line? Nathan Peterman.
1: No, that's yeah, Nathan Peterman. I don't know about Nathan that. Nathan Peterman just throws the other team. I'm because Josh I mean, Allen was pretty good in Buffalo
0: Yeah, but last anybody year. who has a good offensive line and weapons is going to be
1: good. I wonder if a maybe, team is going to give up a first rounder for Rosen.
2: I, I hope not. I think they're going to – they're going to want a first-rounder. I think they're going to have to settle with like a second and maybe like a later, like a fifth or a sixth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously they're going to want a first-rounder, but.
2: If they do, well, when they do end up taking Kyler Murray, do you think they're going to trade Josh Rosen too?
1: I don't know. It's, well, we might get into that yeah, a later. There's too many teams that like kind of need quarterbacks. and That's true. Yeah. Um, so number two. Yeah. Um, I got Nick Bosa. I also have Nick Bosa. Me as well. Seems yeah. just like the best overall player in this draft. And the, the the Niners, they have too many holes on defense to not take him.
0: Yeah, he was definitely like the, the most hyped player coming into the draft, coming into the season, before Kyler did what Kyler did.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people
2: don't think, or some people don't think that Nick Bosa is going to fall here because they signed
1: D4 to that contract. It's like a five-year deal. True, but, but there's so many opt-outs where they can be out of it in one. And D Ford isn't. I mean, he had a good season last year, but he's not proven. Not that Nick Bosa is obviously, but Nick Bosa had such great production at OSU before the injury that it just seems like if you could pair those two on the on the lines, yeah. it would just be too much for opposing offensive lines. Yeah. D Ford, sorry, you go. And I was gonna say D Ford had a great season until that
2: one play against oh New England that cost him the Super Bowl run.
0: <laughs> I mean, the other thing that goes for Nick Bosa is that they've seen what his brother does, and Nick Bosa's build as being better than Joey Bosa. Yeah. yeah. So you can see see that as his like his floor. The only essentially. the only concern
1: <laughs> I would have with Bosa is the injury because uh, yeah. Joey Bosa also has the injury problems. But I mean, I think the town's too much to not take him.
0: Yeah, yeah especially with with being San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you did sign D 4 but you can also always use another pass rusher right on the other side.
1: San Francisco yeah. might be nice next year. Yeah, like, wild card nice back. if they can. And Jerick, Jerick McKinnon, yeah, that running back. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: you need some weapons on the offense
2: though. So. Mm-hmm. You need some receivers.
0: Um I can, all right well cool. I'll get into that in a minute but uh so the Jets at 3 nick I have Josh Allen going. I also have Josh Allen. So we differ a little bit here. I'm saying they're going to pick Jonah Williams out of Alabama. Um he I think just from a protection standpoint for Stan, for Sam Darnold, it's a mistake that the Giants made year after year with not drafting a future left tackle or left yeah, any tackle. Any tackle. Any offensive any, <laughs> any offensive line. line. <laughs> personnel uh to surround Eli when he was younger I mean they had a good offensive line going into like when he was real real young but then after that they started to age out and retire and things and they never really replaced those guys uh, or brought in anyone to learn under those guys so I think the Jets here have to make this move to protect that side of the uh, the offensive line
1: Nick, you want to go on why you think Josh Allen? It just the uh, the Jets could have a really nice defense, and they're really young too, and they just kind of lack that edge rushing presence. Besides, is Leonard Williams a defensive end or a defensive tackle? Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. they need that edge rusher, and Josh Allen just seems like such an elite talent. Yeah, I mean, six five, two sixty, four six three, forty yard dash. Yeah, he's just um, a stud. Yeah,
2: Greg Williams is now the defensive coordinator there. He likes a 3 4 scheme. They wanted an Anthony Barr, and then he just yeah, back yeah. to him. That's another I reason for them to, to take him. Oh, yeah. he And Josh Allen's versatile. Like You can stand him up, have him play a little linebacker. He did a little bit in college. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best pick for the Jets. I know they do need offensive line help, but you can try to get that a little later in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go Josh Allen here. If they have to pick, I think they're going to trade out of the pick.
1: Mm-hmm. But Trades are too much for us for yeah. this.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we
0: should have prefaced that. But this is our mock draft trades notwithstanding. Mm -hmm. So if there is any trade that happens, kind of throw ours out the window. Unless the pick gets made and we picked right for that slot. So, You You never know. uh, We'll see. But this is just straight up what the draft order is looking like as of today. Uh, So number four, I have Josh Allen
1: from Uh, Oakland. I have Quinn Williams. I have Devin White.
2: Okay,
3: so we'll we'll start with you and you can
1: loop back around. So... I could
2: see this just as well being Quinn Williams. Uh, I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden are going to try to go best player available. Um, Devin White is as close to a perfect middle linebacker talent as you can get. Yeah, he's six foot 237. He runs a 4'47", 40-yard dash. Um, they need a lot of speed of linebacker, so why not go with Devin White? They really like him. Um, he's not going to be on the board the next time they pick. I think he'll have a monster impact, not only his rookie season, but for his entire career. Um, I think he's one of the more surefire picks in this draft. That's why I have the Raiders taking him.
1: All right, so I have Quinn Williams going to the Raiders at four. I think he's just too much of a talent to pass up. Uh, you saw what he did for Alabama. He's kind of He kind of became the leader of that offensive line. And on a Raiders team kind of devoid of talent, they just need someone that can come in, step up, produce, and be Uh, like an overall not even just a player but a human that can lead that defense for the next like five years Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so I have Josh Allen uh, going to Oakland I think they could use you know that edge rusher that they lost in the Cleo Mack trade (laughs) um, which really came back to bite them but I think in Josh Allen they can have someone that fills that role Uh, um, really put pressure on the quarterback big body you know a bona fide top five pick I would say Um, or top 10 at least, you know, in in my draft, number four. So uh, (laughs) uh, we're going to five, Tampa Bay.
1: I have Devin White going there. See, I have Quentin Williams going there. I also
0: have Quentin Williams going Mm -hmm. there. So I'll let you
1: explain the the Devin White pick first. So they just lost Quan Alexander to the Niners, and they're going to need that middle linebacker hole filled. And as Steve was raving about Devin White, I think the same thing. He's just a very complete linebacker prospect. Coming out of a great school that produces just defensive talent everywhere, mm-hmm. he just seems like too much of a like a perfect pick for a uh, Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, I'm a big LSU guy, so I'm a little biased when it comes to Kevin
1: <laughs> White. But I mean, I think this is the ideal situation
2: for Tampa Bay because Quinn Williams might end up being the best player in this draft. Yeah, he's um, he's, he's great. He really is, and they want to move on from Gerald McCoy, I think, um, in Tampa, and I think he could have a Fletcher Cox type impact on that defense.
0: And also, if they do end up, you know, with Gerald McCoy rejoining the team and stuff, because I know he's. Iffy right now with you know workouts, uh, you know their new quote unquote versatile uh defense not four three not three four, uh could come into play with you know Quentin Williams and Gerald McCoy in that four three set, uh, so I think that would be an interesting pick and also Quentin Williams is all, another guy that's you know without Kyler Murray in this draft there's a, a little bit of a toss up for one and for if not one if you want to say Nick Bosa is definitely going to go one without Kyler he's a toss up for two along with, you know, three or four other guys.
1: So, I mean, this is a very defensive heavy draft, especially in the top 10 and there's probably five or six prospects that can go, uh, second overall. Yeah.
2: Especially with the top, this is like the front seven.
1: Yeah. But not even front seven, just the line, like the,
2: the edge rushers and the defensive tackles in this draft are scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's a big, it's a big draft for, for defense for sure. Um, and uh, we're coming up on a team that needs offense real bad.
2: So uh, the <laughs> they Giants can, at six. They could use an edge rusher too, but I haven't taken Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State.
1: Uh, I also haven't taken Dwayne Haskins, and I, I don't know if John has said, but he's a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. Um, I really want Dwayne Haskins. It, I mean,
0: yeah, I think, listen, Dwayne Haskins, he's not a perfect prospect. He has his issues with footwork and things like that, but you don't throw 50 touchdowns and end up being trash unless you're, you know, Someone without the work ethic like Jamarcus Russell or you know, someone in that kind of uh, cloth, cut from the same cloth, Dwayne, which I don't yeah. think Dwayne Haskins is.
1: Dwayne Haskins is very driven. I, I follow him on Twitter. He's, all he tweets about is how he wants to be like great. And, every, and I'm sure that's what he has to say, but it really seems like he means it. Uh, he's got a crazy arm. You just really can't teach that. You can teach the footwork. You can give him pro reps and get him more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the perfect spot. Also, he's from New Jersey. He loves the Giants. He grew yeah. up a Giants fan. Yeah, I mean
0: – he the wants to be a giant like in, a, in a quarterback light draft, mm-hmm. you know, where it's not going to be, you're not going to really get your, your star guy necessarily. Um, outside of possibly Kyler and possibly Haskins, you know, we just got the update from Bleacher Report that mm-hmm. Dave Gettleman loves Daniel Jones, which makes both Nick and I unhappy. Uh, we don't love We don't love Dave Gettleman. <laughs> it makes us very, very sad. I like to hear it. Uh, yeah, but you're an Eagles fan, so you don't count. <laughs> um, so, uh, You know, the other thing that's interesting is that for this draft, I think he's the best prospect for them. If they are dead set on getting a quarterback in this draft,
1: Mm, I mean, they decide to hold off next year's draft is next year is is a
0: little bit heavier. And, you know,
1: you suck with Eli for a year, hopefully get like a top two pick tank for Tua tank for Tua or I don't know know about Tua. I I think I think from from is going to be elite.
0: Yeah, and I like Herbert out of uh, Oregon, yeah. too. He's or you you, very typical you
1: never draft a quarterback, and then you get Trevor Lawrence in like three years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: just, just stick it out with Eli until he's like using a walker and trying to <laughs> flip the ball with his other hand. I mean, he does that now, but uh, you know, I think it could be – the Giants have options to a certain extent, but they need to figure out where they want to go with this pick because Haskins, they don't know what their future is.
1: Haskins just cements a future that – I mean, you have young quarterbacks are taking over the league, and the way to win is young quarterbacks on, like, rookie deals so you mm-hmm. can surround them with talent. Yeah. The Giants have talent on offense besides the line. Yeah. The They have talent on defense. It's just they need a quarterback that can be dynamic, which, mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately Eli's not. Yeah, I mean, they could still use an edge,
2: rus- edge rusher. I don't think they'll go edge rusher here. Um, that news about Daniel Jones is crazy. I don't like Daniel Jones. I don't like Dwayne Haskins, but I like Dwayne Haskins more than I like Daniel yeah. Jones. yeah. Um, like you guys said, like the arm talent's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's not very mobile, but I think. But he moves though. He he's moves. He's gonna, he moves a little bit. I think Eli can teach him a little bit on how to be
1: productive while not being able to move very well. It, uh, I've seen he big, moves way better than you. No, I'm, I'm not saying he moves <laughs> like Eli. Like dude, a snail moves better than Eli. <laughs> I've seen Big Ben comparisons for Haskins, and yeah. I, I like that comparison. I, would be I saw be fine if Drew he's able so. that way. I'd be so, fine not he was be able yeah. to too. So, Anything's
0: better than Eli right yeah. now, especially if you're not going to invest in the offensive line as heavily. Yeah. And he's going to need to be able to have some escapability. Eli has no escapability. Unless you throw him on a rollout, he's not going to get out of the way.
2: If you do want to go for a quarterback next year like Fromm or Herbert, um, taking Jordan Williams here wouldn't be a bad idea.
0: Either. I yeah, that because would be a very a, good pick. You so can put my, it anywhere on that line. Yeah, I mean, so. in my mock draft, it doesn't add up, but yeah. I would agree with that yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as a future potential pick. Uh, so seven, Jacksonville.
1: I have Jawan Taylor. I, I also have
0: Jawan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. So, truth be told, we all somehow skipped <laughs> Ed Oliver in our first mock draft. My I first think, version, I still have him. You know, okay, you skipped for
1: Sean Garrett. I skipped <laughs> <the> for <first, laughs> So okay. you
0: know, so we, we both made a couple mistakes in our in our. Version one, our first draft of our (laughs) mock draft. So we went back and fixed that. So we had to move some things around. I have Ed Oliver going to Jacksonville to fill the hole left by Calais Campbell when they traded him. Um, And I think that's going to be potentially, you know, big for them.
1: Ed Oliver is just a productive pass rusher. And that's what Campbell was. And that's what they're missing. So that makes a very good pick. Yeah.
0: He was, you know, originally, early on, he was projected as a. Number one pick, if
1: yeah. I remember correctly. He was supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. He, had a little, he, bit of a he was a player. top player, uh, top recruit coming out of his class. I thought that was Gary. I think oh it's Wyoming. Yeah, Gary. I think Gary is supposed to be like insane. Yeah, I think it yeah, was two. Top. I think it all all was two, but it was really close between mm-hmm.
2: them. Yeah. The yeah.
1: But um, Juwan Taylor, he's 6'5, 340. He's just a massive person that you can stick on either part of the line. Jacksonville needs to protect Nick Foles. Nick Foles is not mobile. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah,
2: I mean, they just invested a lot of money in Nick Foles. Um, I thought they could go with maybe a tight end because then you get the best of the both worlds kind of to protect Nick Foles a little bit and also mm-hmm. give him a weapon because the receivers down to Jacksonville aren't too great, plus yeah. a tight end would help him run.
1: They're getting posh. Marquise Lee back from an ACL, right, though? Yeah, I that's, mean, that's a good they, they, addition,
2: but you still need more than just one receiver, especially when you have Leonard Fournette in the backfield. You want to keep him healthy. You don't want them stacking the box. Um, I think Jawan Taylor is just what they they've, – they've been connected to him for a while. I think they're just going to take him.
0: Uh, number eight, Detroit.
2: This is where I have Ed Oliver going. I also have Ed Oliver here.
0: Okay, I have uh, T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not. That is true. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong. The wrong pick. <laughs> so uh, T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. You know, I think they need someone to replace Eric Ebron, um, mm-hmm. and I don't see them taking you know someone like Drew Locke because they have Stafford and they signed him to that huge deal a couple years ago. He still has a couple years on it. And he's still a productive quarterback. He's not slipping. He just doesn't have the weapons that he once had. Right. Um, so I think Hawkinson could give him that kind of receiver type that can also protect the passer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he's a great, great stud at Iowa.
2: I do like that pick because they, um, they just got carry on Johnson. I think they finally found a running back that can run the football. Mm-hmm.
1: One that can go over 100 yards in
2: a game. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think they're still going to go with Ed Oliver. Yeah. Um, he took it false like you said since he entered college like he's supposed to be a top pick. I mean t- top 10 is still pretty good. Yeah. And he was seen as undersized before the combine but he listed at 6'2, 287. Yeah. And just for reference Aaron Donald's foot 284. Well, Aaron I'm not Donald. saying he's going to be Aaron, Aaron Donald Donald's or, yeah. a freak and a he's, half. He's <laughs> going like he has like the the build to be just as like dominant in the yeah. interior defensive line.
1: Yeah. Um and with uh with um Damon, Damon Damon eating up space, eating up two blockers. It's going to open up a lot of holes for Ed Oliver to get to the quarterback and be productive in a rookie year. So I think it's just a good pick all around for Detroit. All
0: right, Buffalo at nine.
1: I haven't <laughs> taken Jonah Williams. I also have Jonah Williams. Stephen, I, I have the same them. mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: them uh, with taking Andre Tiller. Okay. So uh, same thing. All tackles. All they,
1: I mean, it's just an obvious hole for Buffalo. They need to have a big guy to protect uh, Josh Allen. Yeah,
0: that yeah. was really my first thought when mm-hmm. I when I started looking at the top prospects in this draft. I was like, you know what, Buffalo yeah. needs someone, needs anyone to yeah. <laughs> to help Josh Allen give him a little more time. I
1: mean, it's really it comes down to I mean, there's three good tackles, or I think mean, three good tackles in like the top ten or top yeah. fifteen is Taylor, uh Williams, and Dillard, who they, I mean, you could change them. You could add any pick, and yeah. they'd all be productive.
0: I think it really happens, depends on what happens ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Based, like, that's what their pick's going to be based on offensive
2: linemen. A lot of people are shying away from taking an offensive linemen so early in the draft because you can get like a good offensive lineman later. Um, I think Jordan Williams is as close to a surefire pick as Devin White. Like, just like Devin White. Yeah. Because seems the safe. Boat. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Williams could literally play anywhere on this line. Yeah. Like, you can put him at guard, you can put him at center even. He's going to produce.
1: He's going to keep Josh Allen upright. He played against some of the best college defenses okay. and produced. I mean, it just seems like a safe pick. Yeah. Four-year yeah. starter at Alabama, too, yeah. which is crazy. Exactly. Yeah, it's
0: big in Nick Saban's offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 10, Denver.
1: I haven't taking Drew Locke.
0: I also haven't taken Drew
1: Lock. I have TJ Hawkinson here. Okay. Because, I mean, Flacco obviously is – a. Well, he's a productive quarterback. He's, (laughs) is he elite? We don't know. But, uh, Hawkinson just gives him another weapon to go along with Sanders. And, um, uh, what was it? Cortland Sutton. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to be hurt
2: for most of the season. Oh, well, there we go. Gives him It
1: gives Flacco a a downfield receiver who can block and it's just going to be a a good fit. I think. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Sanders tore his Achilles or ACL towards the end of the season. I think Cortland Sutton still helpful. Yeah. But one of them, (laughs) sorry.
0: Um, yeah, I think Drew Locke just to as a backup plan for Joe Flacco in case he's terrible, which yeah is a is a very viable possibility. They don't
1: have that future QB. That yeah. I mean, and Elway is always drafting QBs.
2: Elway's always drafting the same kind of
0: QBs. Yeah.
1: Or something to do.
2: So Paxton Lynch six seven two forty seven. Brock Brock Osweiler six seven two forty three. Joe Flacco six six two forty five. <laughs> so they're almost the exact same thing. Drew Locke's a little shorter and a little lighter at six four two twenty eight, but still tall. Still white and still a pocket passer. <laughs> 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 it's always totally right. like oh exactly God. what i always trying to do in Denver, and hopefully he hits on this one because it's going to look a little bleak if he doesn't. Yeah, uh, eleven Cincinnati. See, I have Devin Bush.
1: I could see Locke going here to, as an insurance plan for Andy Dalton, but I have DK Metcalf here.
0: All right, we'll come back to that. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I have Montez Sweat. Uh, okay. I think just the combine numbers. Some of the production on the field didn't necessarily match up to those combine numbers, but I think at 13, it's it's more of a safe pick than it would be taking him higher – or 12, it's more of a safe pick taking him higher 11. than like in the top 10 or something like that. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But anyway, <laughs> DK Metcalf at, thir- at 12. 11. 11. <laughs> My math isn't very good, and I just lied to everybody. I have Devin White going 11 to Cincinnati. <laughs>
1: Uh, D.K. Metcalf, you pair him with A.J. Green. I mean, that makes Andy Dalton at least an average QB, right? It's better than you are. They have better. I mean, they have a lot of holes, but the Bengals don't don't uh, phase me as a as a smart organization. That's why I can see yeah. D.K. Metcalf going there. Yeah, see, I like the
2: Drew Lock idea because um, Zach Taylor, new head coach, mm-hmm. wants to maybe change the culture a little bit. Yeah, start with a new quarterback. Um, but I went with Devin Bush just because. Well, one, Drew Lock's already off the board for me. Bengals need to get more athletic at linebacker. He might not be very tall. I think he's like 5'11, 5'10, but he's strong. He's thick and he's very explosive. And he's a great leader. He was really good in Michigan leading that defense. I think he could end up in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, I mean, so my official, my real pick, because I, I was reading one one down, uh, is Devin White. And we've heard about him. I think he just yeah. fits, you know, what they need right now. They lost Vontez perfect in, that, in the middle of that defense. Uh as a signal caller. So mm-hmm. I think Devin White would be a great addition there. And it might be a little late for him, but you know, you, it really depends. Again, every team's there. We, we're not factoring in trades, so it might switch things up a little bit, but um, so 12 green Bay, this is where I had Montez. <laughs> the reasons listed before, you know prior. Um, and I'll let you guys,
1: I have Christian Wilkins here.
2: All right. I went with TJ Hawkinson. Um, I went with TJ Hawkinson because he's a triple threat pick for the Packers on offense. You just invested a lot of money in Aaron Rodgers. You want to try to keep him upright. I think he'll help him pass protection. I think he'll help open up the run game for Aaron Jones, and he'll be another weapon for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Christian Wilkins. I mean, for all the reasons you listed for Sweat, Christian Wilkins could be here. He's he's got the character. He's got the uh, the uh, the pedigree coming from Clemson, winning two national titles. He stayed back to win because he uh, he obviously loves like he doesn't care just about money or himself. He's a he's a team guy. The the Packers just don't have much on defense, and I could see them taking. Uh, a strong defensive tackle here.
0: They need a new BJ Raji.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> BJ Raji, the freezer.
0: <laughs> uh, so 13. Uh, I have Miami taking Juwan Taylor here. You know, Florida
2: kid mm-hmm. coming in. You know. See, I haven't taken him. I have Monte Sweat falling here.
1: Okay. I have yeah. Rashawn Gary here. Rashawn Gary, just another productive defensive tackle. The most hyped player uh, coming out of high school for this mm-hmm. class, but still productive at Michigan. Probably not as productive as he should have been. Agreed, but um, still a good talent. And Miami, they don't have much on the defensive line anymore. Is Cameron Wake gone?
2: No, no, I think he's still there.
1: He's still playing. Jeez, but I mean, yeah,
2: he just kind of sits
1: there. <laughs> he's still just a, a pass rusher. Gary would take up uh, a lot of space in the middle.
2: Yeah, I have sweat falling here because he, he had a great combine in Senior Bowl, and he can have a Chandler Jones type impact in the NFL. But the heart heart issue. That came out with him yeah. right at the combine. Mm-hmm. I think is going to be a key factor to him falling. Um. So,
0: fourteen Atlanta. Um. I have Christian Wilkins here. Okay. We I, kind of talked a
2: little bit about him just now with Nick.
1: But. I have Andre Dillard. Um. I
2: have uh. Blah, 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 Brian Burns from Florida State. Okay. Going here. All right.
0: I it's think a good mix. I think the
1: Falcons just could use a, a big tackle on the line. Mm-hmm. To, uh, they still have talent on that team, even though they underperform like crazy. But sure. just having someone like Dillard, just a young, strong blocker for Matt Ryan to get time to his his good receivers and for those good running backs to play, uh, it just makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Christian Wilkins here for the same reasons you said before. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a strong. You know, defensive tackle and kind of sit in the middle of that Falcons defense. Uh, you know, Vic Beasley on the outside really puts pressure on, on the line. And then you have someone like, you know, Christian Wilkins filling up that middle. doesn't really
2: give anyone a lot of room to run. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I have like, I think they're going to try to get rid of Vic Beasley after the season. I think this is last year on his rookie contract. Um Brian Burns is longer and even more ex- explosive than Vic Beasley is. And he's a combo and, too. Right. And they need help up front on defense. Um, I don't know. The Falcons are a hard team to get a read on, mm-hmm. like on who they're going to pick. They went Calvin Ridley last year. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. yeah. So I, my best guess is Brian Burns, but who knows mm-hmm. what comes tomorrow? Um, 15 Washington.
1: I have Drew Locke here. Okay. I have Daniel Jones. Here. I also
2: have Daniel Jones. Yeah, so, so we're set on a quarterback. We're mm-hmm. not set on which quarterback. I don't think they're
1: going to be picking here though. I
2: think they're going to try to trade up.
1: Try I agree. To get Haskins if they can I agree. Yeah. But if they do pick here, Drew Locke's just my next best available uh, QB. He's just, uh, he's a big, big boy. He can throw the ball while well. he's accurate. Just seems like one of the safer QBs in this draft. Yeah,
2: I mean, Case Keenum, I don't think is a starter in the league. I think he'll be a placeholder for now in Washington. Um, Alex Smith is still a major question mark. That injury last year was gruesome. Yeah. really oh, hate to see I that. I forgot about that. Yeah. And um, I think Daniel Jones, last quarterback on my board, taking him in the first round. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think that's who they'll go with. I think they'll have to settle if they
1: pick for 15. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so 16 Carolina, Devin Bush.
1: I haven't taken Rashawn Gary. I have Cody Ford here.
0: Okay. So you want to start? We'll go sure. Back,
1: yeah. Cody Ford. I mean, protected uh, Baker, uh, for those years he was at Oklahoma. He protected Kyler Murray. He's obviously good at it. And, uh, Carolina, just another underperforming team that has tons of talent, but you give Cam Newton some more time to work around. You can, we've saw, we saw what he did in the 2015 MVP season, just another blocker for him. And, uh, just seems like a good pick. Yeah, Rashawn Gary, 6'4",
2: 277 with a four five eight forty. 40. That's unbelievable speeds for a guy that size. Unbelievable speed for a guy that size. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> um, the production at Michigan really didn't show his full potential. Mm-hmm. If the Panthers can tap into even a little bit of it, I think they got a star on their hands yeah. here. A huge fall for a guy that was the number one prospect coming out of high school. But, I mean, still first round, mm-hmm. still really good talent.
0: Yeah, so I have Devin Bush, uh, you know, another guy, another Michigan product, you know, just crazy numbers, put up a four, four, three, forty 4 as a linebacker, you can put him next to Luke Keekley and that looks like a dangerous linebacking core.
1: Yeah. Um, they lost um, Thomas Davis. They lost Thomas
0: Davis, but he was, you know, getting up there, and, you know, injuries yeah. and things like that have kind of hampered him a little bit.
1: But, I mean, Keekley Shaq Thompson, and then Devin Bush, and Devin Bush that's, be, a, that's a nice trio. A
0: nice linebacking core and one that would definitely strike fear into uh, mm-hmm. opposing offenses. Um, so moving on from Carolina, the Giants at 17.
1: I have Colin Farrell here. Shame. Uh,
0: I have Greg Little. Mm-hmm. I think this is where they could make their, their That's, offensive line pick.
1: I would not um, mind that pick, but I mean, Gettleman has said that he wants to focus on the, the pass rush and Colin Farrell just is an elite defensive end yeah. uh, on the, just coming out of Clemson mm-hmm. that vaunted uh, defensive line just seems like the Gettleman would like that kind of prospect. Yeah, yeah I completely agree.
2: If they don't go with a defensive lineman or first pick, I think they'll go with it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: Yeah, I think in this case, you just kind of address the bigger needs. And I have faith that they have some sort of pass rush in mind. <laughs> um, and I think you can get a pass rusher, being that this is such a heavy defensive draft, you can yeah. get – a better pass rusher, even if you trade back into the first round.
1: Well, Cleland Farrell, I mean, in other drafts, he'd probably be a top 10 pick and I haven't fallen all the way down to 17. So it it seems like a good use of the 17th pick for a a man with that talent. Mm -hmm. Um, So,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know, Minnesota, Minnesota, 18 i have rashawn gary going here
1: i've got garrett bradbury out of nc state See, this is where i have cody ford going okay so we so, have yeah. we have offensive linemen yeah. garrett bradbury just kind of gets that uh that center position locked down they have pat El- elflin f-line however mm-hmm. you say it but uh, they took him out of osu i believe last year mm-hmm. who's another productive young offensive lineman it just seems like they could use more protection for kirk cousins yeah you want
2: to keep kirk cousins upright you want to get the run game going with dalvin cook back there mm-hmm. that's why i have them taking cody ford huge right tackle prospect like he's just a big human being. Um, He's, he's quick. He's got quick feet. They can get him to work a little bit better in non-zone pass protection. I think they'll, they'll be really um, happy with this pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I have, uh, I have Gary going here just because I think they need to beef up that defensive side of the ball. Um, You know, they, with Kirk cousins. Yeah. You need people to protect Kirk cousins a little bit more, but again, it's a very, it's a, it's a, pretty loaded draft in terms of the essentials Mm -hmm. you know outside of a quarterback um so i think there's you know avenues for them to explore other than drafting a quarter drafting an offensive lineman here where you can really beef up your defense with someone who might end up being underrated coming into the season because or coming to the draft because he was ranked so high coming out of high school he was one of those top players and having him fall this far in my draft i feel like that's a that's the smart pick. It's almost like in to make an NBA reference, Michael Porter falling to fourteen in yeah, the lottery, mm, and then taking him there because you know he has the potential. It's just a matter of whether he he uses it. Um, so from there, we're gonna go to Tennessee. Um, Nick, you want to start off?
1: Yeah, I've got Eric McCoy, center guard out of Texas A&M, just another person to protect Mariota.
2: Um,
0: I
1: went with DK Metcalf here.
2: I don't think that'd be the greatest pick for the Titans, but the Titans have not drafted well as of late.
1: Took <laughs> so, uh, Corey Davis early last year. But Corey Davis started to produce last he's year, like, and yeah, I mean, pairing Metcalf and Corey Davis would be dangerous. I don't think Metcalf's going to be that great in the NFL, though, just because
2: mm-hmm. with his, like, build, he's more inclined to injury. And right now he's just a one-trick pony to take the top off the defense, which is great. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a quarterback to get the ball out there, yeah, when Mariota can't stay healthy, and if they, if they have to go to Tannehill, Tannehill can't stay healthy either. I don't know if that's the pick you really want in Tennessee. I think an offensive lineman would be the better pick. I think they'll go with a weapon for Mariota. Okay. Yeah,
0: so I took Jerry Tillery here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – I mean, I'm a Notre Dame guy, so, you know, love to see my guy go go top 20. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but also he's a great defensive tackle. He plays the run very well. He gets to the quarterback extremely well. Uh, sheds blocks very well. He's quick. He's quick. You know, he he has the reflexes to, to be a successful defensive tackle in this league. Um, and I also think, again, like I'm going defensive heavy, heavy for a lot of the teams that I'm looking at based on their needs. And, I mean, Tennessee does have Mariota. If he can stay healthy, they have Corey Davis, is, who could be an established wide receiver. Um, and I just think, you know, they have uh, Derrick Henry as a running back, as a good, you know, platform. And I think adding to the defense couldn't hurt in this case. Yeah. Um, Because to be honest with you, I couldn't name one person off their defense from off the
2: top. Their defense Mm -hmm. is actually better than people give credit for. Yeah. And Mike Vrabel's a great defensive head coach. Yeah. Um, That's why I went with DK Metcalf just because if he does pan out and well, I mean, he had some great combine numbers, unbelievable combine numbers Mm -hmm. and putting him across the field from Corey Davis will be a lot better than just having one wide receiver. So, Uh,
0: so 20 Pittsburgh.
2: So I've got greedy Williams here. See, I went corner, but I went rockies. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I took, I, this is, I actually fuckled your lead with, with mm-hmm. Metcalf. I have Metcalf going to Pittsburgh to try to fill that role that Juju Smith-Schuster is vacating so he can file in right behind Juju on that uh, death chart mm-hmm. where, you know, Juju's definitely going to be their go-to guy, but Metcalf has the potential to be neck and neck and potentially even better based yeah. on his measurables and his combine numbers. Mm-hmm. Let's... We'll see how that, like you said, holds up injury-wise with the uh, the low body fat percentage and how he's insulated from hits. But I think as a 6'4 wide receiver in the NFL who's running a four you're probably set.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, the, the Steelers, I mean, they really only have Joe Hayden at cornerback. Is Sean Davis a cornerback or do they play him at safety? I think they play him at safety. So, I mean, adding Greedy Williams, who was supposed to be, as Steve said before we were talking, uh, he was supposed to be a top-10 pick, even higher. But to have a talent like that fall... Uh, right into your hands uh, Play him across from Joe Hayden Who's still productive But not what he used to be I could also see The, the Steelers trading For like Patrick Patterson yeah. I know he wants out, out of Arizona But I mean Let's assume they don't mm-hmm. Greedy Williams is going to be A cheap uh, first round prospect
2: Yeah I agree with what John said I think they do need Like an offensive Another offensive weapon Even like Taking like Noah Fan here Wouldn't be a bad idea mm-hmm. For them and, But I did go corner Just for the same reasons You went with the, um, the Only having Joe Hayden You need somebody On the other side of the field I went with Rockison just because he fits the more Pittsburgh mold than Greedy Williams does. Cause I mean, Rockison's the most physical corner in this class. He's a great on ball defender but well, not on ball, but like, um, press, press coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, he jams receivers mm-hmm. without having elite speed. It's great to see. And he's not afraid to hit people. Greedy Williams. I'm a big LSU guy. I love Greedy Williams to death, but he can be, he can pick and choose when he wants to tackle kind of like a cafeteria uh, tackler. But <laughs> he, um, that's why I picked Rocky soon, because he's not afraid to hit. He's going to fit that blue-collar uh, defense a little bit better than Greedy would. All right, so
0: 21, Seattle. Um, here I went with Jeffrey Simmons.
1: I've got Nasir Adderley here. This is where I went with Greedy Williams. Okay, that, that's actually a good pick. Okay. But, I mean, still secondary, Nasir Adderley kind of would plug – you plug him right into Earl Thomas's spot. Okay. And then that's just another young prospect on defense that Seattle's been uh, seeming to accumulate. It's kind of the next phase of that. I mean, their defense was insane when they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But all the all the guys are gone. Like, the big uh, stars like Sherman and uh, Earl Thomas are gone. Brandon Meebane's gone. Um, Michael. Cam Chancellor. Uh, Michael Bennett, Cam Chancellor. I mean, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright are the only holdovers. So, yeah. just kind of retooling that defense to be a young, fast group is what I think they should go for.
2: Exactly
1: exactly I one with Grady. Like,
2: for the same reason. He's got unbelievable length. He's really fast. mm mm-hmm. Um, great on ball. Hopefully it'll pan out in the NFL. Love to see him play well.
0: Yeah, I took Simmons here because I think he could be a late a late first-round steal rather than trying to wait for the second round after his injury on his pro day. Um, so while you're still using a first-round pick on him, you're not using you know an exceptionally high first-round pick where I don't know how much talent below him has the ceiling that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be a great addition to their defense. I think it was interesting that we all picked defense for the Seahawks to yeah. really focus on this year. Um
2: they so
1: could so use a couple weapons though. For yeah, I mean yeah. Listen, I, any
0: team could use offensive yeah. offensive
1: help, but I, I, think, I think defense think, is where yeah. Seattle needs to focus. Yeah. Uh, it's like Chris Carson and Tyler Locket are good options and obviously they could use another, but I think they both have good years. Yeah.
0: Um so twenty two. Um Steve, you want to
1: start us on? Yeah, sure. I went with AJ Brown,
2: um, out of Ole Miss. They just invested in Lamar Jackson. They don't have any weapons for him and they mm-hmm. need somebody with a big catch radius because his arm's not that accurate. Um, I think A.J. Brown is going to be the best wide receiver in this class. I think he's the most surefire one, too. His yeah. skill set's there. He's not as um, – his, number his like, body type is not as unbelievable as D.K. Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Well, but I think he's going to have more production.
1: He seems like a, a very similar player to Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. is perfect. You need a guy that can just catch balls left and right. Yep. But um, I have them going defense here. I have Devin Bush to kind of offset the mm-hmm. C.J. Mosley loss. A big –
2: Big fall for Devin Bush. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, if it, if it works out for Baltimore, they'd love to have him. He's a productive linebacker out of Michigan. As John said, it's one of his guys. But um, C.J. Mosley was obviously just a machine in the middle, and they just need someone in that to fill that hole.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went Hakeem Butler here. Uh, you know, I think – Wide receiver for for Baltimore is going to be good. Hmm. Um, like you see, you've said with AJ Brown.
1: You see the video of him working out with Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson loves him. Okay, he, well, he says mean, he, says he's, he says he's that he reminds him a lot of himself, and he could be just as good.
0: Okay, so there you go. You know, <laughs> in, injury
1: prone, though. Yeah. But
0: a, another big receiver. I'm willing to take the chance on an injury prone receiver. way, he's too. Yeah, I mean it's we're mm-hmm. at you know 22. Mm-hmm. I think for a young quarterback to start developing that chemistry between a young quarterback and a young receiver. Um, you know, especially one that has the potential, like Hakeem Butler does with 6'5", 227.
2: Yeah, he's got you great know, measurables.
0: He has huge hands. It's like he does, but he
2: drops a lot of passes too. That's the only. That's another like. But it's something you can work, work on. Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, Aguilar was like that when he first started
1: in the Eagles.
0: Yeah, and they frustrated him. the hell out of like, him <sighs> last year. He came back,
1: who is the Giants receiver? Akeem no, Hakeem Nicks could catch. the huge hands. No, the, the second rounder. Oh, his name started with an all- Ruben Randall. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to be a stud, and he dropped everything. That was real tough. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So moving on, we're going to Houston.
2: Uh, I have Cody Ford here. Yeah. I went same kind of thing, but I went with uh, Andre Dillard.
1: I went with Greg Little. So we all have tackles here or yeah. linemen, Greg Little, um, offensive tackle out of Ole Miss had a lot of hype coming out of high school. I just think he'll be a great fit on Houston because they need to protect Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson's obviously a franchise quarterback. He's got the, the complete package of a winner and that line just keeping him upright is a big key for uh, Houston going forward.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I went Andre Dillard though. Um, Texans, like I like you said, Texans need to keep Watson upright. Um, Andre Dillard's a four year starter at WashU, has excellent feet and um, is an instant upgrade for this line. He's really intelligent. He's high character player. Can be slow firing off the ball on run plays, but I think he'll still be a great addition to the Texans.
3: Yeah, I went with uh Cody Ford, uh from Oklahoma and uh you know, we all kinda stuck with the same the same uh thing like Nick said with offensive linemen. But uh I, I think that he fits best here just being, you know, a big strong kid. Uh, you know, six foot four, three twenty nine, he put up nineteen reps on the bench. You know, he's he's athletic enough. He ran a five uh forty, so that's you know, not, not great but not terrible. Um, his his prospect grade actually on NFL dot com is a six point oh four, which uh projects him to become an instant starter. So I feel like whatever team picks him, hopefully in my in my opinion, Houston uh will get a great a great kid coming right out of college, ready to go. Um so next we are going to move to Oakland again. Uh and uh there I, I picked Greedy Williams for for them. Uh what about you guys?
2: Um I went um, Byron Murphy, same
1: concept, just different player. I mm-hmm. line uh Josh Jacobs. So I mean the loss of Marshawn Lynch obviously leaves a hole at running back, but it really is a team with a lot of holes. So I could just see them taking the best available. And I think Josh Jacobs is gonna be a, a nice runner down the line for Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh right. Kern, you want to go?
3: Um yeah, so I mean I, I picked Greedy Williams, um, who is uh is one of the the top prospects in this draft. Um he fell a little bit in my mock draft. You know, uh he's like Steve said earlier, uh you know, he he doesn't sometimes he takes a break on tackling. <laughs> um and uh for his combine, he he didn't have any results for the bench press or the vertical jump or anything like that. He just ran the 40. Um at least in the you know the bigger, you know, some measurables, uh he didn't do much, so you know, four three seven forty is nice for for a corner, especially when you're going to be covering guys. You know, coming out into the league like DK Metcalf. Um, you know, he's a little he's a bigger corner. He's six two, um, but uh, you know we'll see where he goes. I, I I think Oakland would be a great landing spot for him to kind of shore up that secondary.
2: Yeah, I mean he already faced DK Metcalf in college too, and he locked him down. Um, he was already off my board though, so that's that's why I went with Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders have a lot of holes. I went defense first with Devin White, fill that linebacker hole. I was going corner here. You could go defensive end, but there's not really anybody here to fill that need.
3: Yeah, um, I felt that was kind of how I did just with uh, with uh, Josh Allen.
2: Right, exactly. So, um, Byron Murphy, he's a ball hawk. He's got great instincts, really tough player. Um, But he's 5'11", 190, which is pretty small for a corner. He lacks mm-hmm. those physical tools, but he makes up for it with his effort, his short area quickness, and his instincts.
3: Yeah. So...
1: Oakland's just got so many holes that I'm, they're probably just going to keep taking the the best player available approach.
3: Yeah. Um, no, go ahead, Steve.
2: No, I was going to say like that's what would work best for them. Like you got to use your draft picks to the best of your abilities right now.
3: Find yeah, I think I think the uh, the best player available should be their pick every every pick that they have. Exactly. Um, just because there are so many holes that they they just need everything exactly. You know,
2: they can even go wide receiver here just because they need somebody across from Antonio Brown.
3: Yeah. Um, so, we're going to move on from Oakland to 25th pick, which is Philadelphia. Steve, that's all you used to start off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is my team. Um, not many holes to fill across the board. Um, I said maybe secondary, maybe offensive linemen because Jason Peters and all of them are getting up in their in age. Um, even Maybe even like a linebacker, but... There's no linebacker really here that you can take. I guess you can go offensive line, and there's still secondary players on the board. But I went mm-hmm. with Hollywood Brown. Um, he allows Eagles. He allows the Eagles to trade for um, Nelson Aguilar for a mid-round mm-hmm. pick. Um, he's really small. He's uh, 5'9", 166. He measured in at the combine, mm-hmm. but he has game-breaking speed that can make him the next Deshaun Jackson, basically. And uh, he could play the role Golden Tate played last year because he has that like first-step quickness that can just – turn like a slant route into a 50, 60
1: yard touchdown.
3: Yeah, he can be a good slot guy for them. I, yeah, went I
1: agree. A, I want a defense for Philly here. I went with Jerry Tillery out of Notre Dame. Just uh, hey. plugging him next to Fletcher Cox would be mm-hmm. a pretty solid up the middle combo on that defensive line. He falls to 25th because teams have been questioning his love for football, but he, he recently did an interview debunking that. I mean, it's what you have to say, but I mean, if you're playing football at this level, you kind of have to have a love for it. And I mean, mm-hmm. he's an elite talent. Philly can always use a cheap D tackle to plug the the lineup right there.
3: Yeah. So I went DeAndre Baker, uh, corner out of Georgia. He uh, he measured in at five foot eleven, so it's not the biggest guy, but you know he played in the toughest conference in football in the SEC. Had to play against you know Alabama and S- and LSU and all those kind of guys, te- Texas A and M. So. You know, I think that's a great experience. You're essentially playing like low level NFL football there. Um, also playing for Georgia, you got to play defense against guys against a guy like Jake from who's going to be, you know, the uh, the next big thing, I think, as a quarterback in the NFL when he comes out next year. Um, so I think that's a very valuable experience for a, a rookie coming into the league. And uh, I think he could really help out the Eagles secondary um, and really kind of push them back to where they were a couple of years ago with the uh, the Super Bowl run they made.
2: Yeah, I mean that'd be great. Um they're not For that you. far away. We just need yeah. <laughs> they need uh they need ones to be healthy though. That's another big key. Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely. So. Um so 26 is Indiana.
1: Yeah, I'll go first. I have uh Brian Burns here. Just um Indiana kind of lacks that star edge rusher and Brian Burns, he definitely has top 10, top 15 talent. I just kind of have him sliding a little bit because of maybe a lack of competition that he went up against in the ACC. But he's still a mm-hmm. strong prospect, and Indiana could always – I mean, they have a strong defense right now, but they they lack that that real uh, edge rushing presence that gets consistently in the quarterback's face.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I went same kind of concept. I went D-line, but I went Christian Wilkins. Um, like you said, they need that um, guy on the line that fa- almost like faces a franchise for their defensive side. And I think Christian Wilkins fits that mold perfectly. High character. He's got the desired athleticism. Um, you want out of a D lineman, and he's got the production to back it up in college. He can be a locker room leader. Um, they might go with Jeffrey Simmons here. I can see them doing that. Because, I mean, their defense is already pretty good as it is. Mm-hmm. And they can like kind of like stash Jeffrey Simmons, have them like a, almost like a redshirt year for him. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to try to get him in the second round. They have an early second round pick. I think they'll go
3: Christian Wilkins here. Yeah, so I went with a different Clemson lineman, D lineman. Uh, I went with Clellan Farrell here. Um, I think, you know, he's a, a nice big big man in the middle for uh, for them on the, on the edge, as a matter of fact, because he's a D end. Um, so I think he kind of gives them that, that basis to build their defense around uh, that they don't really have as of right now, um, at least not to where they would like it. And, uh, you know, I think if they build their model, if they model off of the uh, the early 2000s Colts with uh, centered around Peyton Manning as their star quarterback, they had wide receivers like Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Um, you know, right now they have T.Y. Hilton, who uh, who's an all who's an all pro receiver. And, uh, you know, if they can build that defense around people like Clown Farrell, much like they did around Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Gary Brackett, guys like that. You know, high character, high energy, high motor guys who are going to go after the football no matter what. I think that would be a really great starting point for Indianapolis and a great place for them to jump off and, you know, make another run. Yeah, I agree Um, with that. um, So after Indiana – or Indianapolis, excuse me. uh, Oklahoma – oh, geez, Oakland. (laughs) It's late, man. (laughs) Uh, Oakland picks again at 27. Um, I had Noah Fant going here. He's the uh, tight end out of the other tight end, I guess, out of Iowa. Um, you know, another guy that's just going to add another weapon for Oakland. I think you know, best player on the board right here for them. They have to add a little bit to that offensive scheme, um, and uh, I, I think that's that's the best place for them to go.
2: Yeah, um, I agree with that a lot. I went with Nick's pick from earlier. Oh. Um, well,
1: Nick picked. Wait, what's up? Sorry, I, I just kind of got disconnected for a second. You good? Yeah, can I hear John? Can I hear you? Yep. Okay, good. Sorry, got
2: that. Now, you good? Okay. All right. So, uh this is 27 for the Raiders. Um I went with who Nick went with at with at 24. Um I went with Josh Jacobs. Um Marshawn Lynch like you just like Nick said just retired. They need to get younger at um running back anyway. They could go like I said earlier too. They could go wide receiver to play across from Mr. Big Chest Antonio Brown. <laughs> um <laughs> Guy, but Josh Jacobs has great bend, vision, and burst. He's also a good pass catcher out of the backfield, which would be great for Derek Carr to just dump when he needs mm-hmm. to. Um, he's got a low center of gravity. He's got the very prototypical build for a running back. And a very, um, I, I want to say very shallow running back class, there's not many good running back prospects here. He's almost a surefire thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the same reasons I had uh, Josh Jacobs going a little earlier. I mean, Alabama kind of breeds those those athletic running back types. I have Montez Sweat here, who has been falling down the draft boards due to character concerns, but Oakland has really not cared about character concerns in the past. So this could be a great value pick, as he's a, I mean, very productive defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. And as we've said before, Oakland just has so many holes that they need all the talent they can get. For sure, for sure. Um, never doubt, never doubt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh the next pick is the chargers at 28 uh i went with another clemson guy here i took dexter lawrence i, bl- um, I believe we all
1: took dexter lawrence if i'm uh if
3: i'm not mistaken oh that's right yeah um yeah are, we did both had him right yeah here. um so personally cool. I, I i'm pretty high on him um despite you know the uh off the field issue with the uh the peds um, right before that college football playoff game that it came out, um, but I mean he just has all the intangibles. You know he's a big kid again, six four, three forty two, really anchor that middle of the uh, the defense down low, and uh, you know talk about a strong a strong kid, thirty six reps on the bench.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Sheesh,
3: you know I mean, it, it's really just monstrous.
1: Yeah, he's got top ten talent, but he'll he'll probably slide due to the PD thing right before the, the, the championship. But um, if the Chargers can land him at 28, it's great value. And you put him on a defensive line that already has Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram pass rush. That, uh, it's going to be unstoppable. If that, that Chargers deal you know, will be looking nasty.
3: It's, it's not going to be easy for any offensive line in the league. Absolutely not.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. Um, Chargers are another team, like the Eagles, that don't have many holes. Like, they were very poised for a Super Bowl run last year. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a chance they don't even make this pick just because if the R words don't trade for Josh Rosen I think (laughs) I think that the Chargers might just a stack behind Phil Rivers try to have him learn a little bit Um, they could also go wide receiver here but I mean Dexter Lawrence is a massive defensive tackle his size length and power and Mm -hmm. even his athleticism he can play in a 3-4 or a 4-3 so I think he's a great fit for what Los Angeles is doing there
3: Yeah, so 29, right? 29? Yep. uh, Is uh, Seattle. Um, What do you guys have at at 29 for them?
1: I've got A.J. Brown, who I think will be a great fit for them. I know I went defense with with that first pick that they have in this round. But A.J. Brown just adds another element to this offense. He's another uh, weapon for Russell Wilson. And in an offense that kind of lacks a possession receiver, kind of Jarvis Landry type, I believe A.J. Brown fits that mold. And, I mean, uh, two wide receivers in Brown and Tyler Lockett, that's a pretty nice combo. You add Chris Carson to that. Seattle's looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean,
2: I went same kind of concept, but A.J. Brown's already off the board for me. Um, I gave him Grady Williams the first time around. I went Nikhil Harry here. He's a back shoulder machine, and I think he'll be great for uh, – he's not going to be getting paid much, and they just gave Russell Wilson a buttload of money, so you might as well give him another weapon. Um Nikhil Harry doesn't have explosive traits to get away from people, but he still makes a lot of catches. He's got great hands. I think he's gonna be a great fit in Seattle.
3: Yeah, I took uh another defensive player here. I went uh Brian Burns, who we've talked a little bit about. But uh, you know, a four five three forty as an edge rusher, you know, can put him can uh play out of a stance, can play, you know, standing up and as a linebacker. It's it's really, you know, he's an interesting prospect. He he really stood out on a on a bad Florida State team this year. Um you know, he, he earned all ACC honors, uh, first team. So that's some, that's saying something. And I know the ACC isn't exactly, you know, the best conference in football, but, you know, they do have the national champs. So uh, against them, he, he had four and a half tackles for a loss and two sacks. So, you know, he's played against some big competition and really showed up uh, in those scenarios. But I do think that he might fall a little bit. Um, so... You know, we'll we'll keep an eye on that, but I think that would be a great pick for Seattle to try to boost that defense and recreate the Legion of Boom, you know, 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good fit for them too. Um, so getting down to the end of it here, uh, Green Bay picks 30th. Um, Nick, what you have there?
1: So I got Noah Fant, the uh, the tight end out of Iowa, the second tight end out of Iowa, and he just seems to be a good fit because they're kind of lacking that that big tight end presence. I know they have Jimmy Graham, but Jimmy Graham's kind of ass now. Uh, <laughs> Jared Cook was there a couple of years ago, and you saw what Rodgers could do with him. Give him a good tight end, and he'll have a, a guy downfield at all times that he can hit. I mean, Rodgers is just an exceptional quarterback. So, giving him a weapon like Fant will just add a new element to that offense and make Rodgers even more dangerous.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I went Hawkinson first pick for the, the Packers. Um, They could use a lot of help on defense, like in the linebacker area and even the secondary, but I went with Garrett Bradbury here because I think, at least in the first round, they shouldn't really buy into keeping Aaron Rodgers upright. Um, You saw a couple years ago what happened when he broke his collarbone and he was out. The Packers were just not even close to the same team. They need to have Aaron Rodgers on the field as much as possible, and they just gave him all that money. Um, Bradbury's got great body control, core strength, and his movement skills and intelligence check – very important boxes for teams looking for immediate center help. And Packers are one of those teams that need help all over the line. So I think he'd be a great plug and play there in uh, Green Bay.
3: Yeah, I went with uh, Nikhil Harry, who you you actually mentioned this previous pick. So like you said, you know, back shoulder threat. He's really just unbelievable (laughs) Um, out of Arizona State. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he he, I don't see him going any higher than than I have him on my list. Um, you know, a lot of teams, I have DK Metcalf ahead of him, just purely based on the size that DK Metcalf offers as combined with the explosiveness. And, uh, you know, I think Nikhil Harry is a good pick for them. They need, they need to give Rogers more weapons. And I know you guys went tight end, uh, and Steve, you went with an offensive lineman, Mm -hmm. but I I think if you give him a, a threat on the outside, that's really what Aaron Rodgers excels. Um, so if you can you can give him someone that he can trust down the sidelines, it's gonna be great as well as in the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean um can't go wrong with any of these picks. Let's see. Yeah. Thirty one. Big time. Uh I think we had a little bit of a disagreement here. Uh the Rams. Uh I picked Josh Jacobs for this. Really? Um I did, Whoa. yeah.
1: Wanna explain that?
3: That's, yeah, so I I think they need to fill a role behind Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we saw you know, what Gurley's CJ Anderson so, can do. Exactly. And I mean, Josh Jacobs isn't exactly CJ Anderson. You know, CJ Anderson is like the human bowling ball. <laughs> um, you know, he just knocks everything down in his path. It's dummy thick. But, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs is another downhill runner. He's going to run through people where, you know, Gurley is a very, you know, multifaceted running back. Yeah. He can do all these things that are great. But when he needs to, you know, a breaker, just, you just want to spell him you can put Josh Jacobs in there and let him bounce bounce off some people and really really take it to him. Um so I think that's where where he'll be he'll be great for them just filling that that CJ Anderson role.
1: I have a I have Rocky Sin, the cornerback out of Temple here. Um he's a big physical cornerback that will really just add another element to an already loaded Rams defense. I mean, they have oh no they don't have uh Marcus Peters anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. I oh, think. they do. So Peters, I mean, Hakim Tlaib, Nickel Roby Coleman and Rocky Sin would be a formidable um <laughs> uh secondary. I could also see them playing uh Yasin at safety just cuz he's such a big hitter, but I mean, if they wanted to go with four cor- uh four cornerback sets, it would be those four would be unbelievable.
2: Yeah, um I went defensive back too. I went with Taylor Rep. Um I almost went with Nazir Adderley. Um they had a I forget the name slipping me, but they had a safety walk in free agency this past year, Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah, I think so. I'm not too sure, but I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> um, but t- Taylor Rapp isn't the biggest guy, but he's well built and he's durable, and he's a he's more of a box safety. He likes to play up at the line, likes to hit people. But I think he'll be a great fit in Los Angeles in what that defense is, and they already their their offense is pretty well built even with Sean, and with Sean McVay like Sean McVay is really getting those boys prepared on offense, I think adding a little bit more to the defense is going to help them a lot. It was LaMarcus Jonah
1: who walked. He went to the Raiders. Yep.
3: All right, so that's definitely a need that they need to fill. So, you know, I think we, we highlighted a little bit on the on the Rams, and we saw some some weaknesses in that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they had such a solid defense last year. You know, Aaron Donald in the, in the middle anchoring that defense, uh, along with all the other talent that they ended up collecting, which was really kind of mind-blowing. Um, they, so we'll see use what a, they do. They can use a D line too, because I think did Sue walk or did he stay? Um, I'll look it up. I know that there was talk that he might leave. Um, I don't remember off the. He's still the top a, of my head. He's still a free agent. Oh, okay, there
2: you go yeah. So that's another that's another role they could uh look for here. But I don't know if there's a if there's a D line here that's still available. They might go with that. But like if Dexter Lawrence is still here, they might go Dexter Lawrence. But they'll probably go. Secondary, I think.
3: So, uh, you know, last pick of the draft, first round, um, New England. What do you guys think,
1: Nick, You want to go? Sure. I've got Paris Campbell, uh, wide receiver out of OSU. OSU's my team, so I've been I've been watching him quite a bit, and he's just that kind of dynamic, uh, speedy wide receiver. the The Pats let Chris Hogan walk. So they really, I mean, Chris Hogan was their big deep ball threat, and uh, they could really use the replacement in Paris Campbell. He kind of reminds me of Curtis Samuel in some ways, although Curtis Samuel is used as more of a like a halfback wide receiver combo. Paris Campbell's just pretty much all wide receiver. But with New England, I mean, they've used Cordero Patterson kind of like that. I could see them doing the same thing with Campbell.
2: I mean, I don't hate that pick at all. And you can even make the argument that when they lost Josh Gordon, they weren't the same offense last year because he was another deep ball threat.
1: Yeah, but then they won the Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they just lost Gronk. He just retired. And I think this would be the worst-case scenario for non-Patriots fans, but I got them taking Noah Fant here at 32. Um, He's a huge pass-catching tight end. He's got great length and acceleration. And he's going to be a matchup challenge, just like Gronk was. I think he'll fall right into that Gronk role, and Tom Brady's going to start loving Noah Fant if they if Noah Fant falls to thirty two here.
3: Yeah, I took. Uh, I think that's a good pick, Steve. Actually, because they need to replenish that tight end spot. But uh, I, I ended up going with AJ Brown, uh, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss, and uh, I, I think that he would just be a perfect fit. He's one of the the higher rated wide receivers in this draft and i think that he stands out you know amongst the rest a little bit uh you know he's not a gigantic receiver he's not the quickest but i think just his route running and and the way that he really attacks the game coupled with having the greatest quarterback of all time throwing to him uh definitely can't hurt and you know brady's never been one to have great success with you know superstar wide receivers um, generally brought in through free agency and such. Brandon Cooks didn't have great success. The only one he really had success with was Randy Moss, and they didn't win that Super Bowl. Shout out to the Giants. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think bringing in a young receiver that gets to gets to play with the best of the best would really be in their best interest, um, and that's why I went with with AJ Brown. Hmm. Good pick. I also saw when I uh, when I was looking into into AJ Brown, one of the the top articles was. Top ten Patriots draft fits Old Miss wide receiver AJ Brown, which I just saw uh, <laughs> right now. So <laughs> nice. that uh, that came out nine hours ago.
1: So I guess I'm a little I'm on I'm on schedule. I mean the the Pats definitely play that um that kind of short passing possession receiver game. I mean Edelman is exactly that, and Amendola was that, Welker was that. They've just had so many examples of those like shifty little receivers that catch everything thrown near them. So AJ Brown just fits that mold perfectly.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was sure. uh you know but he's not white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Patriots might have uh I think they'll make it work. If he <laughs> if he if they think that he'll fit enough, I think they'll make it make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh all right, so that wraps up the first round. But I do have one more question for you guys. I want pick one person that we didn't put in our draft as your do uh, you have one sleeper that you would that you would say could possibly fall into the first round that you don't have on your list right now?
1: Ooh.
2: I mean, I didn't have uh, Tillery in the first round. I think he could fall into the first round. Um, I think Nazir Adderley could fall into the first round too, maybe late, somewhere between 20 and 32. Um, those are the two guys I would go with. More i less than you. one. <laughs> <laughs> <don't>, you know <laughs> You guys
1: suck. All right. I'll I'll go with <laughs> I'll go
2: with uh I'll go with Adderley. I think Adderley is a more likely of the two.
1: My big omission from this first round was Daniel Jones, who will probably more than likely be a first round pick just because he's a QB. Uh I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan, but you know, I only have three bad. QBs in this first round, and there's gonna be more than three. So Daniel Jones probably going in the first round.
3: So my sleeper would be Tyree Jackson, um from Buffalo uh I think that he could slip down to the Patriots at thirty two. Um he's a big like I think he's like six <laughs> nine. Um you know throws absolute darts from uh from inside the pocket. You know, whenever he's got the ball he's gonna whip that thing. And it's uh sometimes he doesn't really have the control on but when you have the ability to throw the ball that Teach accuracy. You, know, you can teach, like we were saying about Haskins. You can teach footwork. You can teach like the skills. But you can't teach the intangibles, which is being able to launch the ball. So I think uh, Tyree Jackson falling, or I guess rising into the first round, would be something that I might have a have an eye out for.
1: He might. Yeah, little, I don't hate that. He might be a Garoppolo style pick for uh, New England at the end of the first round.
3: Yeah, and then Belichick's going to try to trade Brady, and Robert Kraft's going to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kill him.
2: I can see them taking him. I don't think they'll take him first round. They have a shit ton of picks this uh, draft, mm-hmm. whether they're not. Yeah, right? Because um, they
3: trade all their stars. <laughs>
2: yeah, true. <laughs> I think they'll end up taking him. I, I don't think on a, on any other teams like high on him, so I think they can wait a little bit. But him learning under Tom Brady would be scary. Or, yeah. yeah, I
3: mean, really, any quarterback, if they, even if they took Daniel Jones, who I'm not, like Nick, I'm not very high on. Uh, unlike Dave Gettleman, who's apparently thinking that they're going to take him with the sixth pick Jesus. that came out today. So, uh, you know, that kind of just makes me sad for the Giants future. Yeah, prayers for the Giants. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think it would uh, any quarterback would be lucky to, to learn under Brady. And, uh, you know, I think Tyree Jackson's the perfect the perfect pick for it. So, uh, all right, that wraps up the OG uh, 2019 NFL draft mock draft. Round one. Round one. Yeah, we're, Round we one. didn't have the uh, the knowledge or the time to go through the seven, all seven rounds. Imagine. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even. There's just no way. No, because <laughs> at that point you're getting down to kickers. We're not. T- and, uh, we're not tied, McShay. No, no, we definitely. Mean, I I definitely don't have that level of football knowledge. So. Oh yeah, we'd be pulling
2: names out of our ass.
3: <laughs> all I'm saying is Justin Yoon is a really solid kicker out of Notre Dame. Someone should take a look at them. Shut I. up. I.e. the Giants. Shut up. <laughs> hey, what? the Giants have uh, roses. They have rosas. But, like, you know, you can never Pro have ball. too many kickers, Pro according ball, to yeah. Taco from the league. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, thank you guys for for tuning in and, and checking out, you know, our thoughts on the draft. We'll see what they uh, – what comes of that. And uh, we're excited for, for tomorrow, or I guess, you know, tonight if you're listening. Uh mm-hmm. Because it's going to come out Thursday morning, uh, just in time for draft day. So, you know, we we look forward to seeing the outcome of the draft, and we'll have a little bit of draft reactions for you when our regular episode drops on Friday. Um, so, thanks for tuning in, guys. Later, guys. See ya.